For everything Buccaneers, it, 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 it's Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Now, now, here's your hosts, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Ahoy, Bucks fans! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns with two of your favorite hosts, Kaylee Mizell and myself, Casey Hudson. Be sure to download and stream the Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns app on the Odyssey app, as well as Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your podcast. New episodes coming to you every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, starting this week, September 12th. And more importantly, ladies and gentlemen, we sail on to a new important episode today as we break down the Cowboys versus the Bucks game. Week one is on and pop. And you guys heard the excitement between me and Kaylee last episode for week one, the regular season finally being here. But first and foremost, let's introduce our lovely, lovely Kaylee Mizell. Kaylee, how are you? How's your week been treating you? How excited are you for week one? What's going on? Oh my gosh, Casey. Uh, so excited, pumped, thrilled. Um, trying to think of other excited type words, <laughs> but like ready, ready to rock and roll. Um, and I, I've had a good week. I've had a good week. Although today I'm feeling a little bit stuffy. So if I sound weird or, you all know, if, if, if all, if all of a sudden I'm just like hacking away fans, you know why, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, of course, week one, you know, your body shuts the down back on to you. school bug. We get it too. And then it happens and then you deal with it and you get over it. And, you know, I, I'm, I can't be like Tom Brady and just like take my 11 days. Cause I haven't earned that right oh, yet. You don't have but the maybe vet badge. One day, I don't have the vet badge. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. So, but yeah, everything's going really well. Uh, I'm really excited for, for the NFL to be back. We're recording this on Thursday night. I know it will go out on Friday morning. So it actually they eight minutes ago, uh, right. we had the NFL kick off. And so, uh, with, with bills versus Rams. Um, so I know that, that I was looking forward to just the NFL in general, but yes. also really honing in on this Buccaneers game against the Cowboys. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. And I know last week, Casey, we did our draft and we talked about some of the games we're most excited for and yep. neither one of us had this game on it, but it was my number four pick. It really was. If we had more I, time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm totally, I'm really into this game. I think it's going to be really telling in a lot of ways. We're going to get into that, but Casey, I'm going to flip it on you now. How, yeah. how are you doing? How has your week been? Honestly, I feel like I'm in a twilight zone <laughs> and I think it's just a collective, like it's just a collection of coming off of a holiday weekend, which was like kind of a holiday situation and definitely a work situation, <laughs> then full throttle into all the week one stuff. And as you know, and as fans will come to know, Kaylee and I are both heavily involved on the hockey side of life. So then there's just been, oh crap hockey's about to be here. Let's find that balance. Um, and then just life. And I'm, I'm that person where if I go two, three, four days without working out, it starts to get me stir crazy a little bit. So I'm just in a twilight zone holiday week one hockey, no exercise home, <laughs> but that has not minimized the excitement for what's about to go down on Sunday and what a strong kickoff for the NFL season with the reigning Super Bowl champions with the Rams taking on one of the best defenses in the league with the Bills. So I will definitely have that, you know, popping on uh, 
in the in the background and stuff and then catch up on the rest of that when we wrap up here but you know i can't complain it's a great day in tampa bay per usual and an exciting weekend ahead which takes us into the new episode as always, guys, we want to bring you the top insight information and all the things you need to know regarding your favorite team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, week of practice heading into week one, we had the encouraging news of Chris Godwin, you know, doing drills and and warming up in practice without that knee brace on. Um, he doesn't look to be hesitant. We've seen players bounce back from big injuries and be, you know, really hesitant and somewhat nervous. A perfect example that I is uh, OJ Howard. He was just, you can tell that he was terrified. He wasn't ready to fully trust the leg, trust the Achilles when he bounced back from his injury. And Chris Godwin doesn't look like that. Um, so there was that exciting news. More importantly on the Chris Godwin situation and, and topic is the fact that no, he did not practice or participate today, but he was listed as full participation yesterday. So what does this mean? This means that we may or may not see him on Sunday. This means that fans are highly anticipating a Chris Godwin return, but then there's other people like myself. That's like, you know what? We don't need him on Sunday. I don't think it's a necessity to rush this guy back. I say, ease him into it, regardless of the, the, the front that the bucks have coming up here. You don't want to lose Chris Godwin early and you don't want to put him in a position where he's not going to be, you know, where he's going to be okay and not completely strive to be the excellent wide receiver that we know him to be. So Chris Godwin today when asked the question, are you playing Sunday left it to it's going to be a game time decision. Talk about pins and needles. Kaylee, do you think he needs to be playing? Has any of this news been exciting for you? Frustrating, stressful. Where's your head at with Chris Godwin? So I, I, I think I feel similarly to you in that I don't think it's necessary that he plays. I'd rather him get healthy. I'd rather him get right mm -hmm. before he to that. Um, I think more so than that, Casey, and I don't know if I, you know, I, I think I'm interested to see the different weapons that Tom Brady has this year specifically. And we've talked about this before. I'm really interested to see the weapon of Julio Jones. So yes. maybe selfishly because of that, I'm like, okay, Godwin, you can stay back a week and we can maybe get like a few more Julio Jones sightings. Because mm -hmm. I would like to see that. I would like to see some of those explosive plays because I think it will happen. Um, and then ease Chris Godwin back into it. I think that he is going to – I think that they're going to need him more, I would say, in weeks two, three, and beyond. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't think there's a point in rushing him back because I just – like you, I don't think it's super necessary. Um, but I but I think I'm happy that he's healthy. I'm happy that he is um, – you know, getting ready and in in terms of he's going to be a game time decision. I think that the Bucks trust him enough to where mm -hmm. they're going to rely on how he feels. And they are I, I think they are pretty heavily going to rely on his personal the way that he is analyzing himself. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in his drills, I think he's he's looked good. I think um but it's just one of those things where you don't want to the kind of injury that he had is just such it, it's such an injury that you can you just don't want to come back too early because yeah. you want to have all the movement you want to be able to explode and if he's not fully ready he's not going to be able to explode and and yes. and he needs that uh to be successful and so i think that i i think play it safe wait 
And mm-hmm. then moving forward, we can maybe maybe see a little bit more of Godwin uh, once Absolutely. we know that he's like fully ready, fully healthy, and can really take on some of these pretty talented defenses. Yeah, um, we're going to bring the punch. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And if they know a weakness in him, they're going to go after it. I mean, football is yeah. a tough game. They they don't hold back. And mm-hmm. – they're going to try to exploit his weaknesses. Um, I'm not saying that people are out here like trying to Targeting, be targeting, yeah. But that is a part of the game. People are going to use your injuries and your past against mm-hmm. you. They get a scouting report. They know, mm-hmm. and so if there's any weakness, they're going to exploit it. And I just don't think that you want to give that to people. Yeah, I definitely agree with that too. And I didn't even think about it from that angle. Uh, if you're going up against a highly competitive team. And actually, just to kind of build on that, there's been so much conversation on the Dallas Cowboys side after hearing that they weren't exactly the favorites to win this game. So they're going in with a chip on their shoulder and to the highest competitor they can come into. Um, If I'm quoting this correctly, I'm pretty sure it was Demarcus Lawrence that retweeted when the game came out revenge. So there's just, there's a lot of heat on this game and you put it in a, in a really perspective to say there could be people that are just out there, you know, and they might get really caught up in the competitive nature and the content of the sport. And it just wouldn't be worth it. Um, and then kind of pivoting off of Chris Godwin, but continuing on the offense with updated news and information regarding your favorite team, the Tampa Buccaneers is the press conferences that took place on Thursdays is typically where we get a chance to chat with Tom Brady. And he had some interesting remarks to the fact that, you know, don't do great. If the offensive line doesn't do great, they'll put other people at risk. Um, That was kind of eye opening because Tom has been quite vocal about this offensive line. Um, And there's been no changes or updates other than the fact that, you know, rookie Luke Gedeke is going to be starting. Um, and they're going to continue to trust him in that position. But other than that, it sounds like this is going to be the ultimate test for the Bucks' offensive line and how they're going to be able to hang in there, you know, throughout the rest of this season until there's more information regarding uh, Ryan Jensen and so on and so forth. So that was some interesting remarks from Tom Brady, but on a positive note, because we don't have to hammer even more Tom Brady worrying about the O-line news. We can also talk about the exciting news of the coaches, the offensive coordinator of Byron Leftwich, um, talking highly about running back Rashad White. And you and I touched on this a couple nights ago. And when you mentioned, you know, when we were discussing the fact that he had worked his way up to that running back two spot over Keyshawn Vaughn right on the shoulder of Leonard Fournette. So with these moving pieces taking place and on all these updates and closing out on a week of practice, I think we're going to see a really interesting offense orchestrated against the Dallas Cowboys at, you know, in Dallas on Sunday, prime time. And that just kind of ramps up the excitement for him even more. Yeah. And Casey, Tom Brady is a smart guy. And so I, I wonder at least if there's maybe some motivation or maybe some ulterior motives to him being as vocal as he is being about his mm-hmm. O-line. So here's the thing. We talked before about Tom Brady missing days and, and all this stuff, unprecedented. But he's Tom Brady. And, and I don't 
of course, everybody said, well, is he, he retired that he unretired? Is this, is he maybe not as in love with the sport, but then you come out and you see what he does and the way that he's trained and the way that he does the things to his body. And you're like, no, this guy's clearly super dedicated to the sport, to his team, to winning and Mm -hmm. to going out. If this is his going out year on a high note, right? That's what he wants. He wants to go out on a super bowl championship and he has the position to do that this year with this team. Part of Brady's approach to media is using it as a fuel, using it as fuel for the fire. And so part of me wonders if Brady is kind of stroking the, this fire about the O-line to fuel them and get them pissed off frankly, so mm-hmm. that on Sunday night in front of national television on Sunday Prime night football, time. everyone is going to be watching them. They come out and they step up for the GOAT, their QB. Mm-hmm. I think that there might be some external factors in what he's saying. I think oh, that he's yeah. a really smart guy. He's a chess player. He's strategic. And I think in some of the things that he's saying, it is very strategic. And I think it's probably used to fuel and motivate this O-line because, and we're going to get into this, Casey. Oh, yes. This team, they're not just facing, oh, they're, they're facing the Cowboys. Yeah. But Casey... They're facing, they're facing Micah Parsons, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that means something. It means something who they're going up against and how tough he's going to be as the NFL's reigning rookie, def, you know, defensive yeah. rookie of the year. It means something. Again, we're going to get more into that, but I think there's a little bit of, you know, I think he's playing into this narrative. I think oh, yeah. he wants to get the national media talking. I think he wants to get the local media talking because they are. Everyone is talking about Brady, about the O-line, about can they do it? And Brady is adding fuel to that fire for a reason. I Well, he knows how to it. play the media game too. So you said 100%. it. He plays chess, knows how to feed into the media. He knows how to leave the breadcrumbs that are going to make you talk about him for weeks and months on end. And all of the... All of the fire started over a month ago and it just slowly keeps getting flamed and flamed and flamed and flamed and flamed. And And now the brush fire is going to hit with the regular season. And to be honest, he's one guy that probably has the most on his shoulders if we're, you know, really taking taking a look at things because he's coming off of this whole 11 day absence. Everybody is in his business, even though they have no place there. And so. You know, it's the last hurrah. It's this. It's that. There's just all of these narratives surrounding one guy. And he has to make it count because Kay Adams said it perfectly the other day on one on her new show. She said, no matter what happens, if he has one bad game, one bad snap, one bad situation, it's all going to circle back to the 11 day absence and this and that and that headline and this headline. So he has no margin for error. He has no room to breathe. And this is something who hasn't wavered in confidence or stride. So this is going to be interesting. But the brush fire has begun. We're about to see a different edition of the goat, whether you like it or not, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, it's about to be different, which takes us right in to week one. Bucks, Cowboys in Dallas, 
AT&T Stadium. Let's get into things. We've got Bucks offense versus Cowboys defense. In We've Casey, got one of the I, most formidable I, offenses against oh, a yeah. quality defense. Where's your head at? I think we have to start with Tom Brady. Tom Always. Brady is 6-0 and against the Cowboys in his career. Mm-hmm. He has five wins against them with New England, one win against them with Tampa Bay, and no losses. He's mm-hmm. never lost to the Cowboys. That means something. When Brady has that kind of record against the team, he goes in there with so much confidence. We know Brady and we know that there are teams and there are opponents that have have his number for some reason. We talked about it in last week's episode, right? The Rams and the Saints, they've got his number. Mm -hmm. The Cowboys do not. And that matters. So I think you have to start whenever we're talking about Bucks offense versus Cowboys defense, you have to start with Tom Brady and he has so much confidence. Yeah. And he is, he's the guy that you want to be the captain of the ship as you sail into enemy territory because Cowboys fans know that Tom Brady has that record against them and they hate it and they hate him and they're going to give him a hard time. And he again is going to fuel into that. I believe it a hundred percent, especially because there's the fact that everyone's like, well, the Bucks, you know, they're okay. And Dallas just narrowly lost or had a narrow loss against the Bucks in week one opener. They were controlling that game the whole time. And I'm like, okay, first first quarter, quite even. Second quarter, Bucks run it, ran it. Uh, third quarter, Cowboys go over. Fourth quarter, you give Tom Brady a minute and 24 seconds left in a fourth quarter, you're screwed. And they learned that the hard way. So I... I think there's so much to silence here, you know, and when it comes down to it, I kind of want to circle back to the fact that I mentioned that Demarcus Lawrence just had some words. He had some things to say when the schedule got announced and they found out that Dallas was going to take on the bucks once more, but in their territory, he tweets revenge then and his presser the other day, they mentioned to the, they mentioned to him that, you know, I almost said Colorado guys, my brain right now is 10,000 miles per hour. The Cowboys, that's the C word I'm looking for. Um, the Cowboys being the underdog, he goes, is that right? Okay. <laughs> Let the dogs eat. We'll see. And kind of continue to go to the rabbit hole of like dog talk and like upper dog underdog. And it got a little weird. So I just decided to only use that quote. You're talking <laughs> about a man eater who plays on a team who already you know, wants a piece of Tom Brady. And this is a six foot three, 251 pound beast that wants a bite of Tom Brady's Jersey. So Brady, why is that so scary? Why is that something that's going to be, Hey, let's focus on this for a couple seconds. It's because we're also talking about one of the best quarterbacks in the league behind an offensive line that's trying to find their stride and find their confidence. And then that circles back into what you said, Kaylee, the fueling the fire to get this offensive line to go in with a chip on their shoulder to say, hey, we need to protect the best quarterback in the league. Demarcus Lawrence is going to try to take advantage of that. Demarcus Lawrence is going to try to own the Tampa Bay offensive line as much as he can to get to Tom Brady. Then that goes to the next guy you mentioned, Nick Parsons. He's going to want a part of it. While he was already an epic rookie in the league, now everyone's talking about him making that huge second jump in his career. When you come out strong as a rookie, then that next leap is almost 
inevitable if you're not, unless you're not healthy or anything crazy, he's healthy, he's ready to go. And they're thinking that he's going to match DeMarcus Lawrence's stride and just for a whole nother level in his career um, and doing that at a young, healthy age, you only expect the best. So you've got two guys that are really hungry for a piece of Tom Brady. And that's just the beginning of this Bucks offense versus Cowboys defense conversation. And they and they are aware of how competitive Tom Brady is as well. Mm-hmm. Check check this out. So Micah Parsons was 18 months old. He was younger than my son Rio when Tom Brady took his first snap in the NFL. That's right? so gross in so many ways. <laughs> so he doesn't even know a time before Tom Brady in the NFL. His entire life. This guy, Tom Brady, has owned the National Football League. That's wild. It's so wild. This is what he had to say about Tom Brady. He looks to kill you. (laughs) I love that. Good kid. Wait, wait, wait for this next one. He wants to step on your throat like a roach. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's how vivid I know. So that's what he says about Tom Brady. Part of me wonders, like, I feel like that's what you probably want to do to Tom Brady. I don't know if he's out there like trying to step on your throat like a roach, but I mean, I guess if looks could kill Tom Brady is out there, like throwing daggers at the defensive guys. I mean, when you hear him mic'd up, it's a whole different guy. I think that means something. Um, and I don't think hysterical. that means they're they're not obviously they're not like scared of yeah. Tom Brady, but they have a respect for him. And sometimes that respect makes you want to go harder. It makes you want to push harder. Mm-hmm. And it's really gonna be a test. It's gonna be a test, not necessarily between Tom Brady um and these guys, but it's gonna be a test between this new O-line and how yeah. Tampa Bay has had to rework it. So Tampa Bay. In 2021, they threw the most passes and they allowed the fewest sacks. They sent three blockers to the Pro Bowl Thank last you, Tristan Werps. Right? <laughs> that's, so this that's year. A big Tristan Werps thing. This year it looks different. And we've talked about it extensively, how it looks different. Mm-hmm. And so this will be the real test. This will probably be one of the hardest tests this O-line is going to face. And so it does need, like, it does need to give some Bucks fans confidence, though, like Jolly Rogers and, and touchdown fans take some confidence in the fact that they know what they're going up against in mm-hmm. this Cowboys defense. And they still chose, now maybe because of injury a little bit, but even after that, they still chose, you know, to have, the three guys that they do, mm-hmm. Robert Hainsey, Luke Gedeke, and uh, Shaq Mason, they still chose to have those guys at like that three-man interior. That's important. They have faith yeah. in them. They do have some trust in them. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. These are tough guys. Mm-hmm. Parsons knows how to get after somebody. But there, I think it will be a test, and I'm hopeful – that they will rise to the occasion. It's not going to be perfect, but between what I think that they will bring to the table and how quick Tom Brady is able to release 
Mm-hmm. I think that they're going to be able to move the ball. I think there's going to be some dynamic plays offensively. I don't know if I'm willing to say a hundred percent, like Bucks offense wins over Cowboys defense. I think Bucks win the game. We'll get into predictions later. Right. But I, but I, I think it's going to be a tough test and I think it's going to be really interesting. I think that the Bucks will be able to use different weapons to get mm-hmm. around how good the Cowboys defense is going to be. I feel like they have options, so they're not yeah. going to, it's going to, they're going to dial up. Dallas is going to dial up the heat, but the Bucks are going to be able to utilize mm-hmm. options and they're not going to, they're not going to be cornered. And I think that this roster is a bit more special in that sense this year versus last year. And yeah, while you have Robert Hainsey, who's going to be a new starter at this role, um, and then you know off to his side, you're going to have Luke Gedecky, and then you're going to have Shaq Mason. Tom Brady has voiced from the mountains his confidence, his trust in Shaq Mason. So at least there's that right there um, for him to work with, and him being one of the best in the league is going to obviously help alleviate them a bit because then on the other side, kind of sticking with the O-line, D-line thing here, they're going to be going up against guys like Neville Gallimore or – Okay, I want to say this guy's name correctly. Osu, Osu Odeki Zua. There you go. Osu Odeki Zua. <laughs> They're going up against this guy. Very young guy. Got two sacks last year. Looking to build off of that as well. So that's going to be a hungry interior lineman. Um, Quentin Bohana and then Quincy Golston. So these guys are kind of, you know, between Odeki Zua and... Golton and these guys, they're not up there in age. They're not up there on experience. They're not up there in the time that they've spent with the Cowboys. So there's almost a level out there between the three interior men that you just spoke of versus, you know, that they'll be going up against with the Dallas Cowboys. So I think you're right. I think the competition is going to very much be there. I think that Dallas is going to bring a nice little test, but I don't think that they're going to have the ability to completely corner the Cowboys um, into, you know, they're not going to be able to paralyze them. They're not going to be able to minimize Tom Brady's ability to move this offense down the field. Now, in terms of how else the Bucks offense gets down the field, quickly touching on superstars like Leonard Fournette going up against, um, you know, you're going to have Vander S. You're going to have Anthony Brown. You're going to have Evan or Mike Evans and Julio Jones going up against Trayvon Diggs and Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis coming off of an amazing season. Diggs coming off of a career record season. So that's where I think more of the conversation is going to come into place. Eventually it's going to be those matchups between this strong wide receiver core and their secondary, and then Leonard Fournette, Rashad white and their linebackers. Um, any particular thoughts on who the, the heavy hitter is going to be for the Cowboys defense versus this formidable offense of amazing wide receivers and amazing running backs. Really? Yeah, I think, Casey, I think it's going to be really interesting because I think some of these things are going to play together, right? Mm-hmm. I think if the O-line is able to defend well and give Tom Brady some time, Tom Brady is an accurate passer. I think he's I, – I don't think he's just going to, like, go in and lay an egg in week one. Um, but Trayvon Diggs is really talented. And if it's even oh. off a little or if – if there's a miscommunication between Brady and one of his guys, Diggs is going to be there. He had 11 interceptions last year. He led the league with eight defensive touchdowns. 
The Cowboys had 31.2 points per game. Part of that was Trayvon Diggs. And he doesn't even play on the offense. (laughs) He doesn't even play on the offense. And he's out there scoring points for his team week after week because he's so good. Yeah. But you know the part that scares me the most about that? Because then, you know, when it comes to the quarterback position, you're not just worried about the guys that want to sack. You're worried about the guys that want to intercept your passes. As you mentioned, 11 interceptions, two pick sixes, 21 pass deflections. This is a guy who can get a read on a quarterback. So while we're not just talking about any quarterback, Trevon Diggs has the ability to get good read. And so it's going to be really important that these guys have no mental errors on offense. And that was kind of a theme last season. There were some mental errors and then they'd come back and it would take them a minute to, you know, supersede those mental errors. And it would be the second quarter, the second half of the game kind of thing. So this is something they have to be crisp about from the start. They have to help Tom Brady help them because Trayvon Diggs will make them pay for it. Just as you said, and the, I don't want to call him a twin per se, but somebody equally as talented is Jordan Lewis. Yeah. And that can be an issue having two extremely eagle eye guys out there going against Tom Brady, wanting to pick off the goat. It's just, it's like target practice. This is the fun part for them. Um, So kind of the other interesting part is seeing if Russell Gage ends up playing. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I think that he'll be fine to go. He has been still working through that limited participation for the hamstring injury. Um, We know that he's kind of the guy that would be more in the slot rotation. So he's going to bring a different element to the wide receiver group. And he'd be going up against, you know, their safety unit, like curse who we know is a really good guy, but I think Gage can take him on the matchup. Um, But I mean, if Gage isn't ready to go, then that starts bringing some of these younger guys that are going to have to be able to play into that next man up mentality, show up and show out. So that's going to be the interesting strides of seeing how this Bucks offense uh, rotates through their depth because they said it from the beginning of this season. It was important to them. It was imperative that they had accountable depth and they created that. I do have faith and trust in that. We might see that exercised a little early. Um, any final thoughts on Bucks offense versus Cowboys defense? I'm going to leave you with two things. Mm-hmm. And I, I say one of them excitedly and say one of them with, with a little bit of sadness. Uh, Parsons had 13 sacks last year. I think that that he gets, I think he gets one sack. I think there's a, I think there's a high likelihood that, that he, he gets, gets, that he gets one. I think, I think you. Brady goes down once. Uh, to Parsons, I, I think specifically. The other is something I think that will be exciting. And I think we've talked a lot about different weapons being utilized. One weapon we did not talk about very much, tight ends. Oh, I yeah. think I think that with Trayvon Diggs, with how intense the Cowboys defensive line is, I think Cameron Bray, I think the other tight ends, I think they're going to be used so much in this game. Fantasy guys, if you've got Bray, put him put him in the lineup. I'm telling up. you, he's going to get some points this week. They're going to utilize the tight ends. That's how they're going to move the ball down the field. And they're going to have success doing it because it's going to be that in-between area mm-hmm. and the the Bucks are going to have success moving the ball down the field. I bet you at least one touchdown, if not two touchdowns, come from the hands of a tight end. I am. I'm actually really glad that you said that because last season, heading into this prediction of Week One Cowboys Bucks, I was very on the Bucks really going with a lot of twelve personnel, really using that tight end position a lot. You and then you had a guy like 
I don't know, Rob Gronkowski there. And they didn't really use the 12 personnel as much as I thought that they were going to, to, to go for it. So now I'm so glad that you said that because I'm still going to go with the same mindset that I had last year. Let's run up the 12 personnel. Let's use the tight ends a lot more, not only because of this guy named Cameron Bray, but if Kyle Rudolph is acclimated enough, he can be dangerous in the red zone. I wouldn't sleep on him. This guy was a part of the Minnesota miracle and he was an impactful part of that. And he hasn't had a quarterback within, within feet or inches or yards of the caliber <laughs> of Tom Brady. So he has said in his press conferences, he's been sticking to Tom Brady like glue. And if he got acclimated to any degree that's worthwhile for this team, he's going to be helpful. And I'll match you, Kaylee. Okay. I think Kate Otten gets in on the action nice and early. Okay. I like it. I'm going to go with Kate Otten and get in some, get in some quick action. Um, before we jump into our game predictions, I think we've kind of, egged on where our head's at with this, this exciting week one matchup prime time, uh, here on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns, but quick updates also on some other things. Dak Prescott ended up leaving practice earlier today with an ankle injury. He tried to minimize it to the fact that he was breaking in new cleats. I played soccer my entire life. New cleats has never hurt my ankles, but that's everybody to each their own. We'll see what happens with that. If anything, they did start putting in their backup quarterback to take some one reps today. The thing that Dak Prescott's going to have to look out for is JTS coming off the left edge and Shaq Barrett coming off the right. And Shaq Barrett is an animal coming off the right edge. He didn't get as much opportunity there with JPP still on the roster last year. So now everybody is kind of in their comfort and comfort zone to excel and hit that next level of gamer that we know that this defense has in them. Uh, I would say the scariest part is that Dak Prescott coming back off of major injuries still threw for 403 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, and ended up having a narrow escape of a loss to the Bucks. So that's something to keep an eye out for heading into this matchup on Sunday at 8.20 p.m. Is Dak Prescott going to play? Is he going to be able to make it through all four quarters? We'll see. Talking about people that take advantage of that. This is a defense. Bucks defense is going to be a team that takes advantage of that. They are headhunters and they are ready to redeem themselves not only as grave diggers, but of but you know, we've got the Bash brothers and Devin White and LeBron David. We've got Akeem Hicks, who's the killer whale coming up the center. We've got Logan Hall, who's this rookie that everyone is just expecting to have a breakout performance, and JTS is ready to take it to the next level. So I think that this defense can really manage the Cowboys offense and the Cowboys offense is dealing with their own offensive line shuffle that can be exploited. Yeah, Casey, I'm going to I'm going to continue on the path that you're headed on. So, the Bucks allowed the sixth fewest points in the NFL in 2021. Mm -hmm. This year, they have said outright their defense is even deeper, yes, and more talented than it was last year. This is a defense that is really excited to go yes. up against this Cowboys offense. They believe in themselves. And I think in a lot of ways last year, this, this matchup was primed as two offensive powerhouses going at it. I mm -hmm. still think it's going to be very offensive, but these defenses, man, keep your eye on them. It is going to yes. be so fun to see how these defenses react especially this Bucks defense, you named all these guys. One, one I want to uh, really zone in on Akeem Hicks. I'm excited to see what yes. he's going to do in this game. And, and I'm kind of giving away my walk the plank here a little bit, but <laughs> the Cowboys have also had 
significant changes to their O-line. Is anybody out here talking about that? Are we just talking Not about the O-line changing? Not because they lost their right tackle and their left guard. Then they lose uh, Tyler Smith, who they were going to give a shot to mm -hmm. because uh, he had to replace Tyron Smith. Tyler Smith had Smith. to be Tyron <laughs> Smith. You know what I mean? There, there's uh, two Smiths. Uh, but there, there's, there's, um, there's a lot of changes. There's chaos on their line too. And I think this Bucks defense is going to go even harder at them than the Cowboys defense is mm -hmm. going to go towards, um, towards the Bucks. And I think because Tom Brady is the GOAT, and I think I think Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. I don't know yeah. if he's a great quarterback. He's good. Is he worth the money they paid? Really good. I think he's really good. I don't know if he's great though. That's this. You know what I mean? There is a there's a it's a small difference. Yeah. I don't know if he's great. I think he gets sacked twice. Oh, I definitely see some sacks coming for him because of all of the shuffling that they have on their offensive line and his decision-making isn't as quick as Tom Brady's. So this all. is a defense that can move that much quicker into minimizing his time to make a decision. And when you go up against strong defenses, typically they're like, oh, the Cowboys run game is going to go off. No, it's not. Because last season, Ezekiel Elliott only got 11 carries for, I think, 33 yards. He was completely minimized. He was completely silenced in that game. And that kind of just goes down the line. Their, their largest wide receiver in that game was Amari Cooper with – seven receptions and like, or no, 11 receptions, 134 yards. And then followed up by that is CeeDee Lamb, the only guy still left on the roster somewhat, if you will, with seven receptions and 104 yards. They've got his number. They know that how they're going to spread the field using CeeDee Lamb. That's exactly how they exploited them last year in this matchup. And now, even though there's question marks when it comes to the secondary, their goal is to get more interceptions, not just get their hands on more balls, but real interceptions. And they made the change where Sean Murphy Bunting's not going to be out there as much. It's going to be Jamil Dean. Then you have Carlton Diggs, who now secured a fat paycheck and needs to make sure that he's earning it with every single rep that he takes or every snap that he takes on that field. So it's not going to come down to the run game. If anything, it's going to be Tony Pollard that might show up a little bit and surprise them. But I'm really banking on this inside linebacker group, Levante David and Devin White. I'm going to say it a hundred times. Devin White is, he is screaming from the mountaintop. He wants to prove that he has learned from his mistakes last season. And what better way to prove that than week one, starting things off on a strong note. So I'm calling it here on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. Devin White is going to have himself a heyday versus the Cowboys in any kind of run game that they try to exercise. And then aside from that, just to kind of put it in perspective really quickly, the Cowboys are going to be without James Washington, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, and Cedric Wilson, who Cedric Wilson plays for the Miami Dolphins. So those weapons that helped inch them down the field in that narrow loss, I keep saying that for everybody who's like, you was a little, okay, narrow loss, I get it. For the, the the people outside of the big names that helped move down the field in that narrow loss, they're no longer there. So it's going to come down to Dak Prescott trying to be mobile, trying to use his legs, trying to make quicker decisions. And I think that this Bucks defense is just going to collapse on all of that. And I agree. Two sacks. Let's ramp it up. Let's let's go for more. Sack Barrett promised to be back this season, and all the good things should be happening on this matchup. So we're making so, some predictions on sacks, but Casey, you got to put your matter right now. Is what is your game time prediction Sunday night? Game time prediction. I'm taking the book to win it. 
And as much as everyone wants to leave it at, you know, maybe just another field goal win, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it a little further. I think that they seal the deal, maybe like 30 to 24, 30 to 24, 31 to 24. That's okay. what I'm going with. Bucks, Bucks top them in Dallas before returning home. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 28, 24 Bucks. Nice. I think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be that close, but I think it's going to be close enough to where it's going to be a really exciting game. Yes. Bucks pull it out. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Ooh, I'm already so hyped up for this game. Oh my gosh. It's going to be a long day and night for, uh, for media, but you know what? That's, that's just the beauty of the blessing and happy I'm, Sunday. I'm so ready to dive into this NFL Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, it's all back baby. And this is just, this is just the beginning of a very exciting season, but we would be remiss not to close out a wonderful segment of this preview on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns without some walking the plank. Walk it like I've already guys. shared mine a little bit, but you did. But if you want to clarify, I, I know, I, I know I'm going to. So <laughs> walk the plank to anyone who is doubting so heavily this Bucks offensive line, but is not even batting an eye at the Cowboys O-line. I love the Cowboys it. lost their right tackle, their left tackle, their left guard, and they have a rookie now at left tackle. So yeah. don't tell me that this is a better O-line for the Cowboys. They are just as scrambling, figuring it out. They lose some really key guys. Don't sit here and tell me that. No, walk the plank. I'm mm -hmm. tired of it. I'm tired. <laughs> Put some respect on this Bucks O-line. They're doing their darndest. Yes, and they've had more time to figure it out. Just, I mean, maybe not that much more time, but still a little bit. Every minute counts in this league. So I agree with you, Kayla. Walk the plank if you're not seeing the the that Dallas is going through the same shuffle. They're not they're not topping the Bucks in this one. Um, you know what? I just I I love. I love a little, you know, trash talking here and there. So my walk the plank has got to be Demarcus Lawrence. Walk it. See you, dude. Like, hopefully he doesn't do all the things that he plans to do. Hopefully he doesn't have this revenge performance against the Bucks that he's claiming to have. Um, you know, kudos to him in a sense for, for walking in with his chin that high. But nah, walk the plank. Like for you to sit here and immediately be like revenge and all this stuff, you didn't have it. You didn't have it. The better team won and the better team's going to win again. And we're taking the Bucks to Marcus Lawrence. See ya. And anybody who goes against the Bucks O-line, see ya. And we will see you guys after we break down this matchup Sunday evening. It's going to be so fun, Casey. I can't wait. Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans, let us know who do you think should walk the plank? We talked about a bunch of things. We compared mm -hmm. the Bucks offense, the Cowboys defense. We broke down the Bucks defense, taking on the Cowboys offense. It is going to be a fun matchup. We didn't even get to special teams. That's a whole thing in and of itself that I'm excited to <laughs> All see. All and Ryan suck up. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, please, uh, you know, field goal gods, just work your magic. Uh, good thing they're playing in a dome. I guess mm -hmm. that, that'll be helpful for, for suck up. Uh, Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans, let us know what you think. We are so excited for week one football. The Bucks are playing in the prime time spot. And Casey and I are going to be with you guys all day on Sunday. 
We're going to be tweeting. We're going to be talking about this game, the matchup, giving you the latest and the greatest, maybe even some uh, other fantasy tips. I I threw one out there. I know Casey's going to give you some. Casey can be found at the sports case, K-A-S-E. I'm Kaylee Mizell. I can be found at Kaylee Mizell across social media platforms. Fans, be sure to download the Odyssey app. That's where you can find our podcast, Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, and also Casey, who will be on the Sunday spread. Uh, That is airing live on Saturday nights on the Odyssey app. And then there will be a replay. Casey's going to break down everything in the NFL for you. So zooming in on the bucks and then zooming out, you can do both with Casey. She's great. She has all of it for you. And then fans, I have some very exciting news. You can begin following our podcast Yes. Jolly Rogers and touchdowns on social media. Thank you to Casey Hudson for setting this up for us. The ats are at Jolly Rogers TDS on both Twitter and Instagram. Follow us. Shout out what your walk the plank is. Let yes. us know what you guys think. There are going to be new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, starting next week. We will have the post-game recap for you. So, you guys, it is ramping up. We have so much stuff for you. Be sure to follow along. We really appreciate you guys. And, hey, the NFL is back, baby. It's back.